Welcome all to the new podcast, uh, Progressing Recruiters Life Everywhere, brought to you by Amoria Bond. Uh, in each episode, we will looking at exploring what life is like for those who work in recruitment, from the first weeks of training to the life-changing success stories that can be achieved in this one, all from the people who work in this industry every day, every minute. Within recruitment, there are no limits, as we probably know, uh, to how far you can progress. And we want to show you how and why choosing to work in recruitment could be the best decision in your life and maybe even your career as well. My name is Julio Klaver. I'm the director of the European Division from the Moribond Group, and I'm based in Cologne. In this episode, I'm talking to uh, my colleague, friend, and our associate director based in our Amsterdam office, Andy Barrow. Uh, and today he will be telling us more uh, about you know successfully climbing the career ladder in recruitment. Andy, welcome. Pleasure to have you here. Um, for the people who don't know you, could you maybe briefly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do at Amore Bond at the moment? Well, thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honour to be asked. Slightly nervous, slightly embarrassed. Uh, but yeah, what do I do at Amore Bond? Good question. Probably a lot of people ask that. I'm one of the sales directors um, for the Amsterdam office. I lead the life science division um, and I've been with Amoria Bond since the, the very early days. Uh, interesting also that one because that was actually wanted to go when we start, you know, back in the career days. Uh, when and with what kind of position did you ever start at Amoria Bond? Uh, I started as trainee back in 2006. Yeah, yeah, so stayed the, right at the beginning. Wow. All right. So you started in 2006. So that's, as I said, you, you, you definitely saw some of the uh, challenges and, you know, some of the positives on the market as well that came as well as well. Um, also, you reach now, you know, the rank of the social director uh, with us. How has Amoribond helped you to progress so successfully over the years? Well, uh, I, when I came in, I guess I thought I knew about sales because I'd done a little bit. And I probably even thought I knew about recruitment because I'd worked for a recruitment company in a different role. But I think very quickly I realized I knew what not to do. Uh, or that was the, my experience was all the wrong experience, potentially. Um, so how? Well, effectively, I've gone from a graduate who thought he knew everything and knew nothing to being like a, a business leader who's had that platform, you know, of growing teams, you know, over the last sort of decade 12 15 years building three four teams of half a dozen to a dozen people so from a base level element that's that's one way of progressing you know uh, different countries different markets different experiences so i guess that that's from a business perspective but then you go wider and you go well the skill set you go well you learn to be a recruiter a business consultant a salesperson a negotiator legal advice market research bit of hr bit of counselor in there so a, lo- a load of different skills mixed together and you're probably applying them day to day continuously in different combinations. But yeah, I, I guess the other thing is you, you become more self-aware, you become more analytical. You're always trying to improve whether, whether it's your communication, whether it's your personal relationships, whether it's business. So you become uh, they've helped me progress a lot as just as a person, you know, as a, you know, from a kid to a man, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. It's re- uh, really interesting, uh, you know, thoughts, uh, that you just shared that with us as well. And I think for a lot of people who maybe start their career in recruitment, uh, a kind of like, you know, far of your bet show as well as like social director or director talking with each other. But it's, I think, good to understand also for the people, how did it start it and, uh, you know, what kind of like uh, helped you to get this far? Uh, would you say, is there anything else? Would you say those are the most important, important challenges for yourself that you came over with the learning points that you took in your career? 
it's hard to talk about yourself, I guess, in that respect, when you say what else helped you get there. I guess the founders, the directors, the managers, the trainers, they, they, they played their part massively. They gave me the, the skills and the knowledge and the learning, right? And um, the support, the patience, the, re, the retraining maybe, or the redirection and the, and the, com- the compass when you get off track. Um, I guess from your own perspective or, or from my perspective, I'm quite naturally motivated. You know, I, you know, if you've got a, you say, Andy, should we go to the gym tomorrow at six a.m.? I might not love it at six a.m., but I'll, I'll say, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> it's not a lot of people probably loving it at six. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Uh, no, I, I heard a, a mountain climber the other day say he's super motivated. He's climbed all the big mountains in the world, and he said, look, even at six a.m., I'm not smiling and, and full of joy. I don't want to climb the mountain on that day. But yeah, I would do it. I would still get up and I'd still go to the gym with you. So quite naturally motivated. I had some quite clear material goals. So it came at a point, my career came at a point as I graduated where I saw a few people getting houses around me, their first house. I was like, oh, I want some of that because my parents had moved away. So I was semi-living on my own, semi-living with family. So I was like, okay, I want my own place. My car, which was a bit of a, a bucket, a rust bucket at that point, an old, and you know, the first car everybody has, that was on its way out. In fact, not long after I joined the Murray Bond, it died. So I needed a car and a good car. Um, I've always been fascinated by watches. So I had like three things very clear. And then not long after that, we, we decided to get married. So help pay for that honeymoon. So I had like five goals quite quickly that would go, okay, well, this will sustain me as well. So that was also another element to it. Yeah, nice ones. I think also, you know, those are literally about you as a person, you know, the training, the culture, the correct uh, characteristics that, you know, you brought in with resilience, mindset for success, goal setting, etc. Obviously, in the years that you've been with Amore Bond, uh, as mentioned, since 2006, how did you saw the business change in this time as well? Change? Uh, well, in, I guess in some senses, it, it's completely different. Yeah, you know, to see three or four guys on laptops in a room, probably as, as big as this one or as big as that one, to go for, you know, several hundred people, 70, 80 awards, to set up initiatives related to charity, diversity, inclusion, uh, progressing lives of hundreds of people internally as well as externally and having offices around the world. Yeah, it's... Uh, that when you say it or when you ask the question, there's there's definitely a change, but um, it's not been radical or revolutionary. It's been it's quite organic. You know, it's it's not like you're it's not like you're spotting. Oh, it's a change. Oh, it's a change. It's it's we're going to put this system in place, and the benefit is this. We're now going to try this, and the benefit is this. Always for the benefit of the business. Always for the benefit of the recruiter. How can we be better? How can we be better? Still very much feels. And I'm sure you'll agree, like a startup, it doesn't. It wouldn't, it's not some big faceless corporate company. Uh, which, don't get me wrong; some of those companies are great companies, but um, it's agile, it's young. But yes, it's it's well, yeah, it's changed massively actually. But but always everything the directors have said, and I'm sure you'll you'll back me up on this. Probably 90, 95 percent of it, they go, we're going to do this. We're going to open this office. We want to open that market. By that date, we'll have added value to those clients they've, they've pretty much done it so that's kind of cool as well that's re- well very you're, like, you're kind of when you've taken a moment like this you kind of go wow that 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 is how did they see that so yeah that's it's, you feel in good hands yeah you actually mentioned change you know and kind of like an organic change that happened in uh, with a more bond 
over the years as a kind of like a natural process that people grow with it or kind of like, you know, went, went to that as well. Um, when we maybe look at you specifically, uh, what did you do to adapt to, you know, with those changes or kind of like the new challenges that's been uh, out there? I think the way I said before about they're not revolutionary changes. They didn't, you know, throw five, ten changes at, at any one time and never have. Um, it's always been organic and to the needs of a business in the main. And I think recruitment teaches you to be agile anyway and, and and dynamic. You know, I think people who are coming in their first few days in the job, well, you know, we're sharing with them from that first look, you've you've got to be on your toes a little bit. It's it's like a chess match, it's like a boxing match, you know. We if we're flat footed, we're gonna get clocked, you know. So be ready for those surprises just in the nature of the job. So that probably helps you adapt anyway a little bit. But I will say no one really likes change, do they? Everyone even when they say they do, they're a little bit, we're all a little bit set in our ways. We've all got our own characters. So I think it's always trying to look at the bigger picture and go, well, the company's never going to do something that's going to hurt us. Moria Bond's always going to do something for the best of Moria Bond. And that's progressing lives everywhere. It's profess. It's all those things. We're always going to try and max out for the most. So you trust it and you, 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 you play your part in it. And yeah, I think, I think you then go, well, look at the changes you've already made. You look at yourself and go, I've already done this. I already learned that skill. And yeah, you draw strength from that. Yeah, like it. And um, as you mentioned, yeah, change also comes up with ups and downs. And I mean, in recruitment itself, it's an it's an industry where there's ups and downs, uh, you know, coming every day. So we need to hold on to sometimes kind of like the highs, if you want to say. What what do you say is maybe your proudest moment so far in recruitment, or some of your highlights, if you wanna if you wanna call it like that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, very much a roller coaster. You know, you get lots of little victories and lots of little setbacks yeah i know the roller coaster is a cliche but you know it all too well that you know you can have three phone calls in one hour that are amazing and then three emails come in during the same phone calls that are like kicks in the the, the groin let's say um, so yeah you, you you are always on that balance but highlights yeah lots you know as i say going from a graduate with very little experience and a broken down car as it were to uh at one point when the car died I was getting the bus and the train and getting lifts for like five, six months around Manchester and to and from work and stuff. So, you know, you're a young guy, girlfriend and whatnot, you want to go out for dinner and you go, oh, should we get the bus? You know, it's in, Man in Manchester, you know, obviously it depends where you live, but in Manchester, you know, people drive everywhere, right? So it's a bit different. It's a little bit less sexy as well to say, let's go with a bus and I'll pick you up with a car. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it's a bit different to Amsterdam now with the bike or whatnot. But I remember this one Friday afternoon, uh, somebody said, oh, Andy, there's a package downstairs. Can you go and get it? And it was in the Manchester office in, in Didsbury there. And I went down the stairs and there was a guy at the door, but there was no package. And it was this guy just with his car. And he had behind him a brand new Mini. And he went, is it Mr. Barrow? I was like, yeah. And he gave me the keys. And I was like, and then it clocked. And then I, then I realized, oh, I, I'd hit my car target. And I, knew, and, and I was like, yeah, yes. So yeah, that was, that was obviously a major highlight at that moment. Um, there's been a few like that, you know, yourself you know you've won some of the internal awards as well so you know for the efforts we we do and obviously you and i are both uh competitive we like our sport and stuff so to win an award it's a physical thing to go yes you've done well so you know whether it's professed leader of the year those kinds of awards they mean a lot um the trips the company trips there's too many highlights as you well know on those trips around around the world i think real satisfaction is when you see someone come through 
when you've trained someone and supported someone and you see, even if it's like a little bit of a call or the way they've helped a client or they struggled with a part of the job and then they've really embraced it, they're getting that. They've made that progress. I've maybe played a part in that. Obviously, down to them to do it, but I've, I've had some impact there. That feels amazing. And when you build that team, as you know, when we're at the stage, when you get into leadership and management, and then you see five, six, eight, ten people, and you know those people are progressing themselves now, and they've gone from being a graduate to having the first house, the car, the, the trip, treating the family, uh, the skill set. You know, I think there's just, there's people who've come in who were quite um, not shy, but maybe maybe they weren't they weren't a business person, and now you'll overhear a conversation. And you're like, whoa, that's a difficult conversation. It's a business level conversation. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable delivering that in that. They're, they're at a high level of skill. So that mastery, you feel, oh, I've played a part in that. That's that's brilliant too. Yeah, so loads of highlights. You know, I, I said at the beginning, I'm a watch man. So that moment when you, you got your, that first real watch, you know, you're thinking about that strap, that's that, that moment, the look of it since you were a kid even. Um, but I th- yeah, I think there's, there's some personal material ones, but then helping others is also a really cool one. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting to hear that from 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 your perspective because I think you know job satisfaction and you know what people feel as kind of like their why. Everybody, everybody got different ideas about progress, different ideas about you know job satisfaction, uh, and probably if I'm going to ask this question about you know you know your proudest moments or your, some of the highlights. There will be some, you know, similarity between uh, everybody, but there will be also definitely you know, uh, some different answers. So uh, thank you for that. Um, when we maybe give some lessons from this podcast uh, away as well, uh, I think there's a lot of people outside the industry who have some mis- uh, misconceptions maybe about working in recruitment and maybe recruiters in general itself as well. What do you feel is maybe one of the biggest ones uh, that you could think of? I think if you type in Google, recruitment consultants, are and let let it finish the sentence you'll you'll see some which is funny but i also find it really horrifying and i've like and find it offensive because i know the work that people at Moribon go to and working is you know uh our founders our directors the leadership right to the trainees the level of effort they put in um so i think the common misconception certainly from our perspective would be the people who are doing this job the intentions of the doing this job i think you know, there's, there's rewards, there's highlights, there's all the stuff that goes with that, of course. But I think most, you know, I'd say 99.9% of people, they have really good intentions. They've got pride in their badge. They want to do well. Um, and they do, they do it with good energy, you know, to see people here at seven at night or somebody saying, oh, I'm going to go to the gym Saturday morning and then I'm going to do this project for a client. You know, so these kind of levels of effort, they're, they're taking ownership of their business. So I think misconceptions about ownership, about effort, about level of quality and service when you you know you see things like mps scores or client feedback or testimonials or you know things like that clients and candidates sending people gifts sometimes you go okay well somebody must have done a good job for that you know so yeah i think i think the 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 misconceptions are obvious but they're definitely misconceptions it's kind of like a uh, it's what, what they assume or what they feel like it's going to be by not being in, in the business itself so uh, makes sense that could be their experience, though, of course. So, you know, you've got to be fair to the individual, but I can only speak for our, ourselves in that respect. I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and also, as a kind of like a tip, what advice would you maybe give to people starting their career in recruitment who maybe want to progress quickly or kind of like want to be successful, you know, on the short notice? 
we talk about this a lot when people come into the business actually we always say ask ask people for a lesson or i think for me there's probably a few i think one of the ones i've learned that i'm still trying to learn to be fair is that being open to to learning being open to feedback being open to critique um separating personal from from just information as i say i'm still learning that as well but when you reflect and step away from it you know it's it's vital um so yeah i think in my own experience, the moment you start to not listen to the to the lesson or the bit of feedback or whatever it is, as you're already thinking you know something, you're probably missing the next bit. And I think you pro- you're probably you're losing a rich, a real rich detail there, which could could be the difference. So that would be a big one. Uh, not not easy, maybe obvious, but not easy. I think I've said it to a few people, so some people might know this, or people who hear the podcast might know it. But one one of my favourite movies is a quote in it. And this the guy has a bit of a setback in it, and he's talking to someone else, and the and the the, the person who speaks to him says, "Look, the only way to get it back is to go back to the beginning," and he, he just repeats it. The only way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. So, when we talk about advice or tips for me, if I'm struggling when I've been in sales, when we opened the life science division, I was asked to go back hands on uh, as a sell as as a salesman probably 18 months, two years after selling. So a bit like a boxer coming out of retirement or something. And in my head, I kind of, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. And I, I kind of thought it'd be straightforward. Um, and it took me six months to make a placement. I, I was I, I was rusty. I was, I was juggling, learning the market, all the things that a trainee goes through, of course, all the things anyone in a new market goes through, but amplified by the, the lack of doing it as well uh, and, and, and being a brand new dad as well. And probably about three or four months into that that journey, that quote came about again, that the only way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. Okay, so what can I do? Okay, I need to plan time in for my key basics, plan extra time, better planning, better organization, more energy, more enthusiasm, a little bit more time on it. And then you started to see the wheels turn faster and faster. Uh, So yeah, that openness to learning openness to, to feedback and then whenever you go off track or it starts to go wrong just simplify it. i guess the, the key really would be simplify it go back to okay what do we do what's our best routes to do it let's start that again you know rather than overcomplicate oh, i've got this new method i've got this magic wand go okay well that sounds good but what's the simple and effective route first that kind of thing yeah the good, good old back to basics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it doesn't. It's not revolutionary, but it works. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes, sometimes uh, the tip is kind of like, you know, ooh, it's obvious, but I need to do it, and uh, and that's sometimes here as well. And uh, maybe just to finish off on on, on this uh, episode as well. Last but not least, as we always like to say, uh, just a personal. What what's your favorite thing about working in a moribund? Trip. <laughs> um, the trips are great. Um, the trips very much. Uh, we've had some some great moments, you know, f- throughout the Moribond uh, journey so far. Uh, the highlights we discussed before, you know, uh, but I guess that one of some of the best things are it's quite unique as a company that, and I'll, I'd say this if I was in an interview with somebody as well, or if a client asked me, it, sales companies obviously are very competitive and they have elbows and different mentalities and personalities. I don't think we've seen a lot of that in, in my time at Moria Bond. I think most people, I think everyone's got different cultures, different values, different agendas, but there's also a shared culture and a shared values and they they buy into it and they, and they uh, yeah, I think that's quite unique and that's where Profess comes in. That's where Progressing Lives Everywhere comes in. I think that's kind of 
taken on a life of its own. I think that's one of the one of the coolest things is that there's almost this code now, isn't there? That you know we joke about it. Oh, is, is, you know how professors that are. Could we be more professional? That was really. Prof- it's become almost like an adjective, you know, a way of life or something. So I think that's pretty cool, you know. And and then and that real thought about progressing lives when you do take a moment and stop, you go actually internally, externally, relationship. It's, it's everywhere. So. Yeah, th- those things will be some of the favourites. Nice. I like that as, an, as kind of like the ending. Uh, I like it a lot, Annie. Thank you for your insights. Uh, and I'm pretty sure who listened to this podcast today gained some excellent uh, valuable knowledge about the profession and is probably motivated to progress in their lives with us as recruiters or at least in their own lives as well. So much appreciated and uh, we'll speak soon. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.